welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you today. As a reminder, you can watch this show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We release two shows a week on Tuesdays and Fridays on YouTube, and you can also listen to them here on the podcast. As a reminder, we now have our Patreon live, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. You get the weekly after show, a lot of fun there. You can watch it or listen to it as a podcast as well. Hope to see you over there, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. If you like the show, consider leaving a five-star review in your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, helps us out a lot. And for all of our Vegas content, that's posts, podcasts, and videos, head to mtmvegas.com. Thanks for listening. Let's hit it. So, Mark, did you see those lights on Mandalay Bay for Veterans Day? They lit it up red, white, and blue. I didn't even know this was a thing. I don't remember seeing this ever happening before. So maybe it's a new party trick, but a cool one. I like it. Yeah, I thought it looked amazing. And it just, you know, why haven't they been doing this? And I I doubt that they somehow put lights in without us noticing or anybody noticing. So it seems kind of crazy they never did it, but... Uh, you know, good for them, and it l- looked amazing. And thank you for all the to all the veterans out there. I know we're a little bit late on that, but appreciate everything you've done for the country and and uh, the sacrifices you made and your family made. So yeah, hopefully they use it more often. Yeah, Fourth of July. I could think of a lot of things, but I'm glad it took the veterans to finally uh, get it to come out. I don't have anything to say after that. You got nothing. <laughs> The Sphere is in the news, and basically they announced their earnings, which really only included two days of shows, the last couple days of September for U2, and uh, they lost $100 million. I guess that's the big headline. Everybody's saying the sky is falling, although I don't think that we should really take these numbers for mean anything. We should wait till we see a full quarter of ticket sales, but I guess the big question is, will ticket prices have to go up? Is this a big sign of bad things to come? I don't think it really means anything. Yeah, when I first saw the headlines, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, not doing so great and then you see two days of revenue like okay i would expect it to be more at that point but we'll know next quarter i think we'll be telling because you two will have had you know their shows and brought in a lot of money and and maybe we'll get to see what kind of ticket cut they did on that and then they'll have the world's biggest movie theater running for a full quarter so i think that'll give us a better idea i'm still a bit nervous they don't have a lot lined up uh shows wise uh, residencies wise they keep talking about it but we don't see anything in that. It seems like you should have that rolling now with how much they have to put into the effort they have to put into creating a show. You think we'd have these lined up already? Yeah, James Dolan talked again about having two acts lined up for this next year. So he said that, you know, they're getting closer and closer. Another movie coming as well to follow up on the Oronofsky Postcard from Earth movie. So, you know, they're going to move forward with it. I don't think that this means anything bad. It's just bad timing, maybe uh, for opening up right before the end of your quarter. And you have all the expenses for getting it open, for the marketing, for all of that kind of tied in and then you don't get the ticket sales to follow it. So we'll keep an eye on it, but I don't think it's the end of the world. The sky isn't falling for the sphere. You know what we're going to see is, did you see the the video, like the Marvel's promo, the movie with the cat turns into like an alien type of thing? Is it just going to no. be go, go from the world's biggest movie theater to the world's biggest billboard? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, it could be all things at once, right? The biggest billboard, biggest movie theater, and best concert venue in the world. Not the biggest bar. Not the biggest bar. No, no. It doesn't have the biggest bar. They had the opportunity, Mark, the longest bar in the world, yeah. and they uh, they turned it down. As much as we can praise James Dolan, that, that was a critical flaw that he he did in his design. He should go back and add the longest bar for sure. Yeah. And then what would Circa say? You know, they, they'd have to add a bar. Who knows? <laughs> 
<laughs> the great bar wars of 2023. So Resorts World's back with their great marketing. So we're going to cover this. They have their New Year's Eve, all their you know DJs coming in. They're really leading into this again. And uh, 129.99 to 439.99. And uh, they just added John Summit. The only reason I know John Summit is for some reason from a show he did in Vegas. I follow him on Twitter, but he's like one of the biggest names in the DJ space. So this is a big event. DJs not for us, but I'm sure there's somebody out there watching who wants to do it. Yeah, it seems like they're really leaning into the dance EDM type of thing. You know, we've seen them do a lot of those type of events, and a lot of them come. Up. I wonder if they found their little niche there that people are staying and coming for these type of events. So it's good to see them continue to lean into something that they found that works well for them and be a big party a couple days. New Year's Eve, I've never done a New Year's Eve in Vegas. Don't know. I probably outgrown it, outaged it a bit, but uh, I bet you it's just kind of wild. That's why I kind of question this is like, do I want to be in a nightclub for New Year's Eve if you're going to be in Vegas? Do you want to be out on the strip and enjoying the atmosphere with the people? Or do you want to be in one of these VIP parties? I guess a lot of people do the VIP parties, but I feel like I'm more of a man of the people. I'd rather be out there with everybody. Yeah, totally. I think that being out on the strip with the fireworks going off and all that type of stuff would be really cool. And just kind of like the mob mentality of that and being a part of that. Yeah. And it, I feel like you can always go to a dance club. Now they might have better DJs than normal, and maybe there's a little bit more of a vibe, but a, a dance club is going to be somewhat similar where out on the strip for something like this is you know once a year type of thing, maybe a couple times a year depending on uh, the different events, maybe like 4th of July falls somewhere in that, that realm. But you know this is something unique, and I would probably be there too. Hey, Mark, what are you doing? I'm playing Club Vegas Slots, VIP Casino, the sponsor of this video. I've been enjoying it too and want to thank them for supporting the channel and giving us a fun MTM Vegas exclusive promo to share with everyone. Club Vegas Slots is free to download on both iOS and Android. Players can enjoy authentic slot machines including modern video slots, classic slots, and games inspired by popular movies and TV shows. You can even interact with other players, compete in tournaments, and more. You know we both love loyalty, and Club Vegas Slots has a VIP casino feature that gives loyal players exclusive perks, increased bonuses, and access to VIP-only slot machines. So what is your favorite game, Mark? I've been enjoying Rich Hits 7 Red. I love the bonuses and the gameplay are a lot of fun. That one is a ton of fun. I'm happy to share that Club Vegas Slots has given us an exclusive scratcher card to share with all of you. All you have to do is download the game for free from the link in the video description and enter our promo code MTM. Vegas for a chance to win millions of in-game coins. We want to thank Club Vegas Slots for sponsoring this video and don't forget to download it for free and grab your bonus by clicking the link in the description below. So Cleopatra's Barge has been closed at Caesar's Palace for a while. This is that historic venue. I think Wayne Newton was the last one to perform in there, uh, but we didn't know what was going to replace it. Now we know they're putting a caviar bar there, Caspian's. I hope that they keep, you know, the Cleopatra's Barge. Why rename this place? Why not keep it with its decor and its vibe? If you want to put in any kind of a bar there, put it in there, but leave everything the way it is. Leave the name. This is one I don't get. Yeah, hopefully they repurpose it or somebody does, uses it somewhere, because I've never, never ever actually went into Cleopatra's but every time you walk by it it looks so cool and and I loved you know the lighting the the design all of it it was perfect so I would have used it again they just like spending money fixing up stuff that doesn't need to be fixed up that's the Vegas way well here's something that did need to be fixed up the Coliseum Tower has now been renovated I believe that's the former Forum Tower which also known as the worst tower at Caesar's Palace for the longest time 
The 440 rooms have been renovated. And uh, this is funny because they say that some of the colors are inspired by jewelry worn by Cleopatra. It's funny how they try to stretch to like say this color is inspired by this sort of theming. But anyway, it's black and white for the most part. I like these rooms. I think they look good. Yeah, desperately needed and uh, pro segue there, by the way. Way to go. But they definitely needed some updates. I've stayed in the tower a couple times and it was always like, you know, this is your crown jewel of of Caesars in Vegas and you can't have rooms that look beat up like this. Uh, So good to see them bring them back to life a bit and uh, you know a new design and refresh it definitely was sorely needed yeah and it looks a little different than some of their renovations at other caesar's properties uh, because these aren't going to be the highest end rooms at caesar's palace that's always been the problem caesar's palace is anywhere from like a two and a half star to a five star hotel depending on which room you stay in you have everything from dana white saying it's the best casino in the world to people literally having cockroaches and staying in you know terrible rooms over the years so uh, for the most part they're all renovated now this looks great and it, like I said, it looks a little different than their other rooms. And I like this black and white decor. I think it works pretty well. Carpet's nice. I would stay in this room for sure. Yeah, I mean, if they got the carpet, it's good to go, right? So Rosa Mexicano has opened at the Miracle Mile Shops. This is in that venue that's right out on the strip where the, I think, PBR rock bar used to be. And uh, the concept art came out from this and pictures came out. And it's very pink. In fact, they have this pink room uh, that says everything's decorated in pink with a bubble wall. And I love it. I like the pink decor. I like the overall look at the restaurant. No idea if the food's any good, though. Yeah, I think, you know, when you do something unique like that, that's kind of the, the way things are now. You give somebody a reason to go there and take pictures, photos with it in front of it. We'll pay for that experience, you know, to put up on Instagram the pink room or, or that type of stuff. So I think it'll be that will be popular. We'll just have to wait and see how, you know, services, which probably won't be great. And then how the food is. <laughs> yeah, the location is great, though, right? I mean, you get a lot of people walking yeah. by there, everybody coming down on the escalator. Uh, so they should do well. That patio, which was very famous with the PBR Rock Bar, is coming back. So Really like this the way it looks, and uh, we will see we will see how the reviews come in to see if the food is any good because that's always a crapshoot with these strip restaurants. Yeah, especially you know front facing strip restaurants. I feel like it's more about you're there because of the access, the view, the the patio, and you just kind of accept lower quality service and food because you're getting all this other stuff, and they kind of just rely on that. So hopefully not, but we'll see. So we've talked a lot on the show about free entertainment going away, all the shows that have sort of gone away, and you know, what the future of that is. One of the more interesting versions of that is at the Venetian, the Streetmosphere. And I feel like this is almost inspired by Universal and Disney, what they've done in their theme parks. These are just wandering performers who kind of help build the theme. And uh, there's rumors that they are being laid off and that they're not going to be continued there. There's no news on their site at all. But this came from Vegas Starfish, who was also talking about how the gondoliers at the outside gondolas are temporarily laid off. Not a surprise given the F1 venue there. But if they take away this, it's just another little thing. I could totally see it happening because, you know, it's not directly generating revenue, but it's one of those things that just adds up to the experience that it would be a shame to lose. Yeah, I mean, it's more of bean counters type of thing like, hey, we can cut this cost. It's not a revenue driver, but the atmosphere that it builds and that gets people to, even if they're subconsciously not realizing that's what drive what drives them to come back to the place to walk around, to check things out. It's the, these little touches that really make, you know, you always talk about it at win. The little touches, the little service, you know, the the sleight of hand that you don't really realize what's going on, but it just feels right. 
and they're losing that and you know another one bites the dust essentially in vegas it's sad to see but you know hopefully they they wise up who knows we'll, we'll have to see how this plays out but this is another thing i worry about if the union uh, stuff gets ratified and do they start cutting back servers and stuff like that because they're paying a high price they're going to cut that money from somewhere do they cut other free experiences out to cover that cost instead of just absorbing it and realizing it's the you know the price to do business everything's going up you can't just cut back and and have it all at the same level it was so you know we'll see it'll be interesting year next year for vegas i think for sure and uh part of the reason it's gonna be interesting is the new casinos we talked about durango being delayed but it's still opening early december fountain blue coming so what's coming next after that? And one of the big projects that we've talked about is Inspirata Station, which is in the West Henderson area. And it's near the M Resort and it's been announced, but we don't have any like firm timeline, but they were back in front of the Henderson City Council basically getting agreement uh, to build this thing, although they will have until 2029 to open it. So there's really still no timeline, but we did get to see real renders of it. It looks very much like the other new kind of station casinos properties. It'll be very nice. 201 rooms, 58,000 square foot casino. And we don't know if they'll start construction, but I expect that we'll probably start to see this thing go soon right after they get done with Durango. Yeah, and every time they announce in, in the rooms that we see like Durango in this, it's always so much lower than you expect comparing it to, you know, Vegas Strip casinos. You're like, oh, 200. That's like a hot, smaller than a Hyatt place, it feels like. What's weird about this is the article says there's going to be a 12-lane bowling alley, which just seems small. A lot of the bowling alleys 50, 60 yeah. lanes usually. And it's going to have a movie theater, which is something different from Durango. A lot of their other properties do have movie theaters. Uh, some of them do have bowling alleys like Red Rock. But Durango, they're opting to open it smaller, and then they said they might add that in an expansion. Whereas here, it may actually open up with these things. So another neighborhood casino, but it'll be another high-end sort of resort feel, what you see with Durango. This is all the future for station casinos. No more of those low-rent properties. Yeah, I, I kind of miss low-rent properties too. You know, that does have a place and we're kind of phasing those out of Vegas, but it's cool for the locals and anybody that wants to just get off the strip and still have a high-end experience, still have good gambling, nice restaurants and all that stuff. You have these new options that weren't there before. So it is race week in Las Vegas. We're not going to talk too much about it today, but I'll be on the strip this week. So on our next show, I'll kind of cover more about what it's like down there. But uh, yeah, Caesars <laughs> had talked about how they're going to have all these prizes for employees. And Wynn has stepped up and said that they're going to have $70,000 in prizes for employees. Uh, no news from MGM or any of the other casinos, but they're giving away 70000 in cash, over 800 prizes. They're bringing in special dining menus, I guess better food in their employee dining rooms, massage therapists, DJ performances. So you can tell they need to get their employees happy here. And they, uh, they announced this. I wonder why are they scrambling at the last minute to do this or they just decided it was time to do it, announce it so close to the race. You feel like they should have said this stuff out loud, you know, weeks ago, months ago. I don't know. Yeah, my biggest fear is that the crowd that comes for F1 is not going to be like a great, generous tipping crowd. And they're kind of just going to be in their little boxes and stuff and, and not flow out to where all the other people are working and, and spend the money there. So I wonder if like even with these bumps and stuff, they're still not going to make, you know, what they would normally make during a week. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And I'd rather just have a set like you're getting double or triple pay versus... Hey, you might win a thousand bucks. You might win a hundred bucks. Like, I know this is a cheaper way to do it, but just, you know, guarantee them a certain level of pay. And I think they'd be more excited about that versus maybe you win a TV or whatever it be. Uh, it just doesn't really get me excited. I don't know about you. Yeah. I mean, $70,000 doesn't go a long way if you're spreading it around to all your employees, right? So this helps them keep their, their outlay down. We saw some numbers for the occupancy at Bellagio for Formula One. 
with those high room rates, occupancy in the 90 plus percent for the weekend. So like we talked about last time, those high-end casinos like Wynn, like Bellagio doing well. And that's evidenced by the fact that there's not enough private jet slots. There's not enough places to park all the private jets coming to town this weekend. So some of them are having to fly in, drop the people off, and then fly to another airport just to park and wait, which is another crazy story. So some interesting times as this week happens. We're finally here where the race is just a few days away. Yeah, I have a buddy. He has his own plane type of thing, and he's in a flying school or a flying Facebook group. And somebody said it's like $3,000 just to touch down in Las Vegas, even if you're not staying. And it's even more to tie up. And even outside, you know, the main little airport, if you're going, you know, 45 minutes away, it's still like $1,500 or something crazy like that. So everybody's got insane rates for everything cashing in for sure if you're a local the warnings have been stay away from the strip for this stuff because not only are you going to have to deal with parking which is going to be increased a lot of the places are doubling or tripling the parking charges a lot won't even let you inside without a reservation to prove that you're staying there or eating there so then there's that problem and then the fact that the strip kind of closes down you really have to get there in the afternoon and so if you're going to like let's say the 10 o'clock race it's an entire day you're going to be out there or even for qualifying on the other days but ticket Prices have continued to go down. If you're a local and you want to do qualifying, Thursday is under $100 on StubHub and everywhere I've seen tickets. So uh, there are options in the hotel rates. If you want to stay on the strip on Thursday night, not bad at all either. So there's your option for doing it for cheap as uh, we see tickets continue to go down. I wonder what, like we talked about on the last show, I don't wonder where the, the low point will be for the race itself. It's definitely going to go under $500, I think even lower. But then when you look at other cities, the typical prices are two, $300. They're not five or a thousand. So we were getting ripped off in the first place. Yeah. And I wouldn't, you know, be surprised if it drops a little bit. And then maybe like the night before it jumps back up, kind of what you saw with you two, like two days out, it was pretty cheap. And then the night, night before day of it jumped up a little bit, trying people trying to squeeze the last bit out. But I think Thursday would be kind of cool if you can get a cheap room and a ticket for a hundred bucks, just to see what the experience is like, even though it's only qualifying. I think, you know, you could leave after a little bit. You didn't spend a lot of money. So maybe you watch, you know, an hour or so. And then you're like, all right, I'm out of here. However it be. And, you know, just see cars zoom by and and get a little taste of it without being crazy. I'm guessing it wouldn't be as busy either. So that'd be kind of nice. So let's end with this. A rumor from Vital Vegas. So we don't know if this is true or not. Although this sort of feels like it could be true to me. He says that Nomad will be shown the door at Park MGM. As people out there might not know, but Nomad is a New York City hotel brand. So it's a partnership between MGM and Nomad Hotels. They don't fully like own it or operate it. And basically just saying it's not getting traction. We've talked about what a great deal it is and how much we love it. But the room rates really haven't been a premium over other brands. So maybe that's what they're talking about. So the rumor is that Nomad could be out. I think this is true. MGM is going to do this and they're just going to launch their own boutique brand to sort of fill in for where Nomad left off. What do you think? Yeah, and then it will be worse. (laughs) Yeah, well, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm guessing that they're like, hey, if we're only charging 200 bucks or 250 or whatever it be, and we have to give a cut to Nomad for the licensing. If we just did our own thing, we could charge the same amount and, and keep a bigger portion of it. Hopefully, if they do this, they just keep all the design the same because I think that's what makes it kind of special. But you'd miss the you know the nicer time. If they make everybody go check in at the main you know Park MGM check-in, that would be a terrible mistake in my opinion. And you'll probably lose the Nomad bar, which is really, really cool. Hopefully, that stays. I don't know. That would probably be the biggest disappointment for me is losing that dining experience. Yeah, this is one of their best products in Vegas. So to lose it would be terrible. But if they just lose the name, then that's one thing. If they lose the experience, 
uh, the lobby, you know, the great check-in experience that they have there, which may be due to the fact that it is Nomad and not MGM running that. Uh, so, like, there's a lot to lose there that I don't think that they'll do that. But if it's costing them money, I could see them renaming it. It's funny because Delano at Mandalay Bay used to be the hotel at Mandalay Bay. So it was a generically themed boutique hotel in Mandalay Bay. And then they went and rebranded it with Delano, which was that third-party sort of hotel company. Same thing as Nomad. So maybe we're going back in the opposite direction now. Either way, this hotel needs to stay because it's great. Whether it's called Nomad or something else, like you said, leave the rooms, you know, maybe clean it up a little bit. It does need some maintenance, but leave the service. Great lobby bar, great atmosphere. Yeah, we don't, we don't, Nomad needs to stay. Please, MGM. This is uh, not one to take, get rid of. Yeah. Yeah, please stay. And ju- just the throwback to a previous episode, how weird would it be to have the Delano out at Resorts World instead? Like, it, you know, like they had considered or the initial plan of it was to be there uh, so much better than Conrad. <laughs> And don't forget, they need to keep the bathtubs in the rooms because that's what people want. The people want their bathtub in their room, and uh, they have spoken. Right by the bed. (laughs) Yeah, right by the bed. As close to the bed as possible. Uh, Bonus points for that. So let us know what you guys think about anything we talked about. The F1 stuff, Cleopatra's Barge, the new rooms at Caesars. Anything we talked about, hit us up in the comments. We do two shows a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. Hit us up on Patreon as well for our after show. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time. You forgot the most important talking point. Mark has his hat back. Yeah. (laughs) Happy hat day. Go Packers. (laughs) They're terrible. Yeah.